Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. Soba is playing with her snake. I am Fofo. And I'm Bones. Anyway, for today's podcast, we are going to be talking about difficult work decisions. Oh. And over the past 10 years of me working, I have made many, many different work decisions. Yeah, and it's it's pretty interesting because when you think about your career and the choices that you had to make, Shemper, there are always these crossroads. Know, crossroads, yeah, and you're left with two decisions to make, and both choices are so hard because they could go either way. Yeah, and when you think about these choices, they would take such huge effect on the future of your career. And I'm sure that this is something that everybody goes through. Sobrang blessed naman ng life if having crossroads in your career is something you've never experienced. Oh, nga, parang parang hindi ko talaga maiisip na walang struggle when it comes to work. Yeah, I mean, is that even possible? Because straight out of college, just choosing your career path, I think, is a major crossroads. Yeah. For those who are even just choosing their college course, I think, is already a huge decision. I mean, yeah. do you take med school or do you take business? I think whichever one you commit to, that's like a four-year commit already. Actually, now that I think about it, when we're talking about courses in college, when I was left with the decision of even what school to make, even then, I didn't even know what school I wanted to go to. I didn't know what courses were available. As in, parang I felt like I was left in the dark because I didn't have the guidance to say, okay, these are the choices that you have. You know what, Bonizi? Because we're talking about college and school, and we do have a lot of viewers who are mm-hmm. newly graduated or just going through college, let's talk about that. So in hindsight, what kind of advice can you give college students or about-to-graduate students about their decisions that they're about to make? I think when you're so young and then there are so many choices out there, there are different things that you like doing and things that you're passionate about, my advice would be to make a list of all these various things that you like, the pros and the cons, and to... You know, career day is actually, I would think, is really helpful. I didn't go through it. I wish I did so that I would have a clearer view of what I wanted to do in the future. So I think having career day and being able to see what our dream job is really like is really helpful. It gives us insight kasi on what to look forward to in the future. On my part, I think the advice that I can give you guys is to relax because you can take any course and to be honest with you because it's so early in your life and the commitments in terms of the course may put you in a four-year hold with that course but after you graduate, the flexibility is fully there again. I have so many friends, even me, myself included, who have gone through one course and ended up in a completely different industry. <laughs> and think of college as a place where you can hone your discipline instead. Yeah. So yes, the lessons and the coursework that you do, these are important and they can play a factor. But do know that after you graduate, the world is yours. You can do whatever you want after you graduate. You may have taken business, but you can go into acting. You may have taken fine arts, but you can say, okay, I want to study for med school or I now want to become a lawyer. So the cool thing is you're still very young at that point. So don't try to take all that weight on that decision of what course to take because life is all about being flexible and knowing how to pivot or knowing how to make pihit. Yeah, and I do have some friends that 
when they were in that decision-making mode na, what school do I go to? What course do I need to take? Their parents had a say in what courses they should take. Like, I had friends that sabi ng parents nila, kailangan you have to take a medical course or kailangan you need to take up pre-law because this is the path that we want for you. And they did do it because that's what their parents said. But after they graduated from college, they put their foot down and said, you know what, I did study this because you told me to when I was younger, but I want to take a different path now. I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a lawyer. I'm going to, you know, take my life into my own hands. I guess just to solidify what Bonizi is saying, I have this one friend who all her life had parents who were doctors and mm. she had it in her mind that she was going to be a doctor as well. Oh, okay. So grade school, high school, college, she did everything that she needed to do to become uh, to become a doctor or to get on that path at the very yeah. least. And now she's about to finish med school. And you know what the craziest thing is, Bonizi? She doesn't want to become a doctor anymore. After med school. After med school. And she is, what, 30 years old? Yeah. 29 years old. And we had a discussion. And she was telling me that, you know what? I think it's okay if I don't want to become a doctor right now. Because having gone through all of this, I found it in my heart that it's not something that I want to do. Oh. And I told her that, you know, I completely understand her. And if she is in a position in life where she can make that decision yeah. to move to another industry... Even though she invested so much already in this one thing, that's okay. Because why would she make the choice to be unhappy for the rest of her life mm. just because she did something for the first third of it? Yeah. So I completely understand. Of course, my panghihinayang. Of course, you're thinking, oh man, you already invested this much money. People are expecting this out of you. But just because those expectations were put on you doesn't mean you can't meet them in a different industry. And I, I think it's also important to note, Fofo, what you said. Now, if she has the means, because not everybody is given the opportunity to say, na, I'm not passionate about this. I don't want to continue with this. Yeah. Because people are, you know, some people are put in the position that they can't do anything about it. Because there's no means to study again because yeah. or because of certain situations they need to continue with this path that they took so your friend is actually really lucky if she does have and the very means to fortunate so yeah. i do share that story with a caveat because everybody has different situations but if your situations allow for flexibility then great if it doesn't then i guess a bit more grinding till you get to that point of flexibility it reminds me of the last podcast episode that we had where we talked about side hustles because i was talking to my brother my kuya and he said you know what not everybody loves the job that they do your main yeah, job yeah, i mean true. you're not always gonna like it you're very lucky and fortunate if you are passionate about your main job, but not everybody is given that situation. So if you have the time to do a side hustle, or if you can grind to do the side hustle that you are passionate about, why not try it out? But with that intro topic, we get to the actual meat of our episode, and that is us sharing our major work decisions. Okay. So Bonizi, do you want to start with me? I think, let's start with you this time. So for me, I can think of several points in my career where I had to make a huge decision. Mm -hmm. And this first one, I think, will be very juicy. Ah, okay. So this first decision that I had to make was whether I would take the sitcom called A Small Family. Yeah, I remember this sitcom. So the reason why I had to rack my brains and really sit down and decide if this was something for me was because the role that I was going to play was Bernie, and Bernie is a closet gay. At this point, 
the reason why this was difficult was because people would always stereotype what a leading man is supposed to be. Okay. You know, at that point, it was like, ah, kailangan macho ka, kailangan ripped, kailangan you're willing to take your shirt off, kailangan marunong ka magpakilig at kumanta at sumayaw. So there were all these aspects of what a leading man is supposed to be. And me, being a newbie in showbiz, I was super confused. I was like, oh my God, like, am I supposed to stick to this? Is it okay to take a role like this? What would it mean to my image? So I was thinking about all these things that you would also read in news articles, in interviews from other aspiring leading men or aspiring actors. So this was very, very tough for me because I didn't know what the future held. Yeah, and because people in the media would have a certain, you know, parang if you took a certain role, then ikaw na yon. Yeah, so there are times kasi when you would read articles or hear stories from other veteran actors where they take a role, tapos kinakahon sila into that role for the rest of their career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is so scary and so risky. And it doesn't help that people who talk to you also share these devastating stories or stories mm-hmm. about choosing this one role that defines their career and then that's it. Okay. So that was the weight that I was feeling. But to be honest with you, that weight was actually unfounded because the ending of that decision was that I chose to get into the small family and play the role of Bernie. Okay, so what what made you decide? Because I know that a lot of straight actors are hesitant to take on gay roles, diba? I mean, it's just something na, ah, ayaw kasi ma-ano eh, ma-brand like what you said. Pero what encouraged you to really go for choosing to play and tell the story of Bernie. You know what, Bonizi? Getting into showbiz, I think, was an analogy for my choice to take the role of Bernie in Small Family. Getting into showbiz was very scary for me. It was jumping into the unknown. Mm-hmm. But, and when I was making that choice about Bernie, I realized that taking this role was jumping into the unknown. And in my experience, jumping into Jumping into something foreign, something that you're not familiar with, only pushes you to grow as a person and as a worker. So I realized that, you know what, as scary as people may make it seem, as as huge as a decision as it may seem for me to choose this, mm-hmm. this kind of choice has been what has defined my career. Making these choices into the unknown and then just seeing, okay, where can I improve? How can I make this a better situation for myself? How can I adjust on the fly? Being in those kinds of situations are what forced me to grow as a person and as yeah. a worker. So I told myself, you know what? I am going to take this role. I'm sure there will be challenges. I'm sure there will be criticism. But whatever that is, I know that I will work towards improving and becoming a better person and worker when I'm in it. I love that you say that you're working towards becoming a better person because Bernie's story is just as real as anyone else's story, yeah. no matter who he is as a person. So would you say that you're proud na finally natanggap, ay, tinanggap mo ang role na Bernie? Yeah, I'm super duper proud. And it was one of my best projects ever in the sense of enjoying, enjoying the team, making friends mm-hmm. with Carla, Ryan Agoncillo, Directom. It was such an amazing experience. And even for those who are watching, yeah. 
when I would read their feedback, they were like, oh my God, si Mikael da is ginawa niya to. Yeah. And at the same time, natuwa pa sila. So, all the weight and all the worries and anxieties were unfounded. Yeah. Because if you gave it your all, or when in my case, when I gave it my all, I think people appreciated it. I mean, I don't think I was perfect by any means. <laughs> and dami kong pagkakamali, and dami ko pa mga hesitations when I was doing the role. But I just told myself, I'll just keep on trying to get better every taping day. And let's, let's see what happens. Good job on you, Fofo. Hey. And thank you to everybody who watched and enjoyed A Small Family. I would love to do that again. Alright, so Fofo gave his first roadblock where he had to make a big decision in terms of work. It could have gone either way, you know, but you chose to make that decision and it came out to be the best that you could have ever expected. Yeah. So for me, naman, the first roadblock, the major roadblock that I would have to think of was me choosing to do Miss World Philippines. Because, or just a pageant in general. Or just a pageant in general. Because I was 22 when I first had it in mind. And I was thinking, okay, if I join this pageant, what happens if I lose? Like, that was the, the first thought that I ever had. Like, nega again. Because my work was on the line. I knew that I could not work if I was doing this pageant. Which meant that I would have no income. Which meant that... I could not pay for anything whatsoever. Yeah, just to reiterate what Bonizi is trying to say, she was thinking, okay, I do have a career right now. I can host, I can act, but I do want to join this pageant. But if I do, parang sobrang laki ng consequences oh, oh. on either side. If I lose, will I ever have anything back? Yeah, and people were saying, kung talo ka dito, wala na. Wala ka nang babalikan. And I was just like, Medyo nakaka-stress to ah. So when they asked me to do training in 2012, I walked into the training. I was like, I'm going to be so confident. And then I saw Janine Togonon. I was like, I'm not joining this pageant ever. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't know that yeah, story. Okay, so, so what about seeing Janine intimidated you or made you feel that way? So it was 2012 and they asked me to train for Binibining Pilipinas at this time. Yeah. So Mama J, Aces and Queens. I didn't know anything about pageants. And they're just like, you know, try it out. Tignan mo kung gusto mo. And I went there to train for walking. And I saw Janine. I was like, wow, she's so beautiful. She's so confident. She looks like a winner. I'm not joining. Yeah. <laughs> so immediately, I was shutting myself off and telling myself, you can't do this because this girl is going to win for sure. And she eventually ended up winning Binibining Pilipinas Universe that year. So at that point, I was confident in my work already i you know i was being offered a new show where i was going to be the main contrabida in that show and i was like okay 2013 is going to be my year i'm gonna keep on doing taping i'm gonna keep on acting and then all of a sudden aces and queens calls me again mama j calls me again it's like do you want to try out like miss world this year and i was like um i got a lot of work i'm earning some money I don't know if I want to join. Is this really for me? So I was like, oh man, I have to really think about this. Okay, so I'm curious. So this was your mindset prior to... This was your mindset prior to thinking, okay, I'm going to try out the pageant world. So what was the defining moment in your mind? Because I have a couple of stories I'd like to share as well. But yeah. what was your defining moment? I still trained with them in 2012, end of 2012 going to 2013 because... In my head, I was thinking, okay, 
there is a process that you need to do before you actually go in. And I didn't want to join without having to train for something okay. or being ready and prepared because the last thing that I wanted was for people to laugh at me and to say na asasali-sali ka tas hindi ka pa pala prepared. So early on, 2012 pa lang, end of 2012, I trained with them thinking, okay, if I get it, then great. If not, then I know na I was able to earn new skills from this training, whether or not I was going to join a pageant. So I just kept doing it and kept training and in my head, I was just like, because I didn't know if I actually wanted to join in my heart like I didn't know if it was something that I would say I am going to apply tomorrow wholeheartedly excitedly because I wasn't excited at this point I just had people telling me join the pageant you can do it so it took a while for me to actually appreciate and see the purpose in me joining so what was that point was there a point that comes to mind where you said okay you know what i will commit i surprisingly woke up one day and i realized what am i doing with my work i just go to taping i do my job i earn a living but what's my purpose and it felt kind of empty at that point because i didn't I didn't know where I was going from there. Like, may natutulungan ba ako? Am I just helping myself? Is it all for selfish gain? So parang at that point, I felt that I wasn't doing anything for other people. And then, Cinemama J showed me like Miss World, and then they made me watch like all the Miss World things. And it piqued my interest. So from that point on, that's when I decided to get I'll Commit. And I completely disagree with Bonizi. I think she was just trying to pick a moment in her head that she felt was the time that she decided to commit. Because I remember the really? time that you decided to commit. Really? Yes. I don't remember so this. So we were out and we were out at night. This was probably around 2012. And she was already training. We were out with some of the Aces and Queens people. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of that night, Bonizi and I sat together. And I asked Bonizi, hey, is this something that you want to do? And I realized that nobody was being real with Bones. Everybody was saying that you're going to win, you're going to be the best. So it's just sugary and flowery words that were being thrown at Bonizi. I was so confused with that also. So I decided that, oh, okay, let me be the voice of honesty with Bones. And I told Bonizi, what are you afraid of? We were in Greenbelt. It was at night. There was a long table. It was really late already, maybe like 12 midnight, I remember 1 this. Okay. And I asked you, what are you really afraid of? And I was curious if Bonizi was going to voice it out. And she never did. And I told her, you know what? If you lose, you're probably not going to have anything after that, no? <laughs> I suck <laughs> Because I wanted her to vo- I wanted to voice it out to her because nobody would tell her what the flip side would be or at least the flip side of what she was thinking. Yeah. Because it was a natural thing to think of. If I were in her place, that's what I would think. Parang wow, talunan na ako. Nobody will ever give me work ever again. Yeah, that's what so I was I thinking. So I asked her that, and then she said, "Yeah, I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm so scared." And then I told her, "You know what? It's okay." Regardless of what happens, you should take this because the regret of never knowing what would happen if you take it would be too much. Now, if you lost, okay, if you do lose, then it's okay because you know how to work hard. And people who work hard will always be able to grind out another opportunity. That's the discussion that we had in summary. And after that day, Bonizi slowly started to decide that, okay, 
I'm going to take it. You know that's so interesting because what you just said there, na sinabi mo sa akin, during the top five in Miss World, you know what was in my head? I was thinking, okay, we're in the top five. I have a one out of five chance to win. But if I don't win, I'm happy. Because I know that after this, something will be there for me. I'll be able to do something right after this. So and even, I'll be happy. So even before the competition ended, you already saw the light that the biggest fear that you had, which was not having work if you lost, was unfounded. Yeah. So I'm assuming that at that point, medyo gumaan na ulit yung pakiramdam mo. And I guess it gave you a boost of confidence. It gave me a boost of confidence, but at the same time, it erased my fears. Yeah. Like, I was scared to go on stage. I was scared na pagtawanan ako. But in all honesty, my fear of losing nawala siya. Because I knew na no matter what happened, I was still a winner. And you know what, Bonizi? Just to kind of like summarize some of the lessons that we got from your story... When it comes to making big career decisions or big life decisions, all of us, me and Bonizi included, we tend to think about the worst case scenario. Yeah. But it takes so much and so many coincidences for that worst case scenario to happen. When actually, what would probably happen is somewhere in the middle. And a lot of that will be controlled by the effort and the commitment that you put in that decision. So yarang juicy question ni Bones about joining Miss World. And I like that. I hope you guys <laughs> learned something. Or at the very least, you mga pageant fans out there, sana natuwa kayo. Because mm. this isn't a story that we've shared before. Yeah, it's not an easy story to tell also. Because... You know, people may think na, ah, it's easy for you because you won already and yeah. you've been through that. Pero the struggle to actually get there was, especially for somebody so young, is not an easy decision to make. Yeah, I think that when it comes to these decisions, if we zoom out, it's a lot of the hypotheticals that paralyze us. Mm-hmm. The, what if this happens? What if this happens? Ito yung mangyayari. Pero the thing is, these are just hypotheticals. They're theoretical situations that can happen. You have to know that when you make a choice, a lot of the outcome is still dependent on you and the effort that you put in it. And also, whatever's happening around you also. And the outcome is not dependent on you being perfect. Yeah. Because you're still going to make mistakes. So when Bonizi joined the pageant and the trainings, it's a lot of She had to keep on improving. When I took my role as Bernie, and dami ko rin pagkakamali, and dami ko mga anxiety while I was doing the role. And it was just up to me if I was going to power through and keep on trying to improve as well. I like that. You know... We're never, we're not perfect at all. Mm-mm. Like zero talaga. And you could have been the best of the best, you know, for Bernie. I could have been the best of the best as a contestant. But you never know. Somebody could have been better. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have been the better choice. But as long as I know that I worked hard, I did the best that I could, and I was happy while I was doing it, that's enough for me. Let's do a little throwback now to when Bones and Fofo first got together, but nobody knew about our relationship. And there's a very good reason why we were private about our relationship, because it was a big decision for us to make in terms of our career. So why did we decide to go private with our relationship? So the reason why we did that is simply because we felt that we wanted to grow as individuals first yes. in terms of our work. Yes. At that time, because we were only together for what? A year? Fofo, not even a year, like months. Less than a year. So it wasn't even a factor. Actually, we never even thought about going 
uh, public with our relationship and being lovey-dovey and showy right away. At the same time, there were many factors on my side that led to agreeing with that decision. Yeah. So the first one is something you guys all know already, which is that I had a love team that was being pushed in GMA. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to focus on that and see you know, how far I could go with that love team. Yeah. And the second was that we were early in the relationship. I didn't know if we were going to last. Let's be honest. I don't assume that, oh, okay, forever, we in one year. Yeah. So those were the two main things. How about you, Bonizi? What was going on in your head? Well, for me, you know, I just didn't want people to bug me about my relationship, which for me was very private. And that was the only thing that I could keep private aside from my workspace since I grew up in show business. Parang... A norm for me was people would ask you about your relationship, they would ask you about things that maybe you wouldn't really want to share or you just wanted to keep to yourself because you didn't grow up in show business. You grew up not knowing the business. I felt that I was in a different world when I was with you and I didn't want anybody to you know, dip their toes into it and ruin that. Okay, you didn't want our bubble bothered. Yeah, sabi ko, atin lang to. And then let's fast forward a couple more years. 2013, Bonizi won Miss World. Mm. We had this discussion again. Okay, what are we going to do about our relationship? And we maintained status quo. We did not reveal to the public that we were together. And what were the reasons for that? It was funny because right after I won Miss World, I had an interview and they said, do you have a boyfriend? And then my head was like calculating like... (laughs) In real time. Like Einstein. Should I say, should I say, should I say? I was like... No, I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> because I was like, huh, maybe the focus should be now still about us as individuals. It's a new chapter and a very big chapter in my career. And I want Fofo to be able to focus on his career. So that but separate but in. So I said I have a question now. Okay. What were you feeling after that interview, after you said that? Were you worried about what I would think? Were you thinking about if you said the correct thing or not? I wasn't worried about you because I knew how confident you were as a person and in our relationship. But I was more like, should I have just said nakame? Because I hate lying and I hate gotcha. not telling the truth. And that was such a fun moment that I wanted to celebrate with you, but I couldn't celebrate it in public. Like, I was just so happy and proud because you were there with me on the journey. And I couldn't even say na Mikael was such a big factor in me being able to compete and me being able to win this. Like, he was my support system. But I couldn't say that. And you know what, Bonizi? I'm so, you know I'm so black and white about these decisions. There's not a lot of gray area for me. Mm-mm. I'm so happy that that was what you said. I would have been so disappointed and so shocked if you said that, yes, I do have a boyfriend. Because we didn't Exactly, right? We don't have plans. So if Bonizi did that, she would have thrown me a curveball. Yeah. I mean, so I was like, oh my God, thank you so much that that is what she said. Because it wasn't something that we were prepared for yeah. if she suddenly admitted it. Yeah, we, didn't, we actually didn't talk about this prior to the pageant night because maliko ba tatanungin nila ako maliko ba ito yung path that I would win I had no idea that that was going to happen so technically we did not prepare for this but buti na lang we were aligned mm-hmm. <laughs> and at this point I think it's uh, very intriguing to be able to explore the other side of our decision okay. so we keep on saying and justifying our decision to keep our relationship private and how that helped us as individuals and as workers but the flip side 
what is on that flip side? What were the pros and cons of being public with our relationship at the very beginning? Pala? Um, I think the pros maybe I can't see any right now. <laughs> okay, I can. I can. Okay, okay. Okay, so there are two pros. So the first one is in terms of personal feelings. I think in terms of our self-interest, it's nice to be able to show yourself. Yeah. Right? And just be romantic and lovey-dovey like and touchy-feely in public. Tapos wala tayong pakialam. Yeah. And then on Instagram, we could just post whatever we wanted to post and be cheesy in public Mm-mm. without having to think about, ay, teka lang, we're going to this place, kailangan chill lang tayo. Yeah. So parang no-holds-barred agad yung relationship mm-hmm. natin. So on a personal level, that was one positive of going public with the relationship. On a work level, we would think, ay, okay, baka may synergy tayo, baka kunin tayo for work together, kasi alam nila na item tayo. Mm-mm. So, there was that part also. And oh, there was a monetary component to coming mm-hmm. out in public. As we know, love teams come out and love teams have a certain market and image when it comes to branding and and client work that they get. Yeah. So, I think those are two positives and it's something that I definitely considered when I was th- thinking about it. But I also thought that the positives of keeping it private outweighed the positives of keeping it making it public definitely so i'm gonna counter what you just said about the pros okay so the cons outweighed the pros yeah so mikael mentioned that if we were open about our relationship then we would be able to be true to ourselves and our relationship but i disagree with that because we were already true to ourselves in our relationship, just not with the public. Yeah. We were true to ourselves around family, around friends, and these were the people that mattered to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? These were the people that knew about us growing up together. Uh, sorry, uh, they knew about us as individuals and us as my boyfriend and girlfriend. So that's what mattered to us at that point. So being open to other people that weren't a part of our family and our relationship wasn't really something that we really thought about. And then number two, so Mikael's other pro was work. kami together. It might be an opportunity for us to earn together. But I disagree with that because at this point, you were with GMA and I was working with ABS-CBN. So there really was no chance for us to technically work together. And make the most out of the relationship. And make the most out of the relationship because it just wasn't going to happen for us at that point. I think that we made the right decision in keeping our relationship private, both for work and personal reasons. And I think fast forward 10 years later, I I completely agree with what Bonizi is saying because we both have our own individual work that we do. And now that we're married, we also have this couple thing that we do just like this podcast. Yeah, and I think, I think from the moment that we said to the public na, we are in a relationship. Solid name foundation natin as a couple. Like, we were sure of ourselves. We were sure of our relationship because we were already engaged at this point. And we had a clear path of where we wanted our future to be. We knew that we wanted to get married and we were already on that path. So, mas secure na tayo sa isa't isa at that point. Alright, so there we go, sharing a couple of our career choices and big-time decisions that we made throughout our life. Mm-hmm. Bonizi, I guess one last topic before we end the podcast. Okay. Now that we are married, okay. what big decisions have we had to make? Ah, very right. interesting. Very 
interesting. I can think of a lot of major decision points that we had as a married couple yeah. in terms of moving places, staying in Manila, going to Subic, yeah. deciding what kind of work we wanted to do at home, yeah. continuing with the podcast. So I'm just curious in your head, what pops out as a major decision now that we've been married? A major decision for us as a couple would be not having kids right away. Right after we got married. Wow! Yeah. How controversial! Toink, toink, toink. People might be scared of snakes. Throw it away. <laughs> so for me, a major decision in our relationship and one that we made together as a married couple is to not have kids right away. And we were very stern about that from the very beginning. Na hindi mo na tayo magkakaanak. Because one, we, you know, we wanted to enjoy the married life as a couple, but we also had work opportunities and we wanted to, you know, make the most out of it. We wanted to make the most out of us just being together as a couple. Na wala pa tayong ibang responsibility kundi ang isa't isa, kundi si Soba lang. And that's how we wanted to enjoy the first couple years of our marriage. And shout out to all the relatives and friends who have had babies because to be honest with you, that, helped us, that helped us make the decision. Yeah. We saw what kind of changes their lifestyle went through. Of course, we saw the love that they gave to their yeah. baby, but we were able to use them and their stories as, I guess, input to be able to come to the best decision for yeah. ourselves. And so far, there are no regrets. And I don't want us to ever have any regrets when it comes to these decisions. Yeah. Because eventually, that time will come when we want to grow our family. And to be honest with you, Soba is a handful. Sobra. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Popo? What is one of the major decisions that we've had to make as a married couple? You know, to be honest with you, since we got together, we still have not made any luxury purchases. And I'm super happy with that decision. That even during this pandemic, we've been able to live a relatively luxury-less life in terms of like luxury bags yeah. or like sports cars. These are decisions that Bonizi and I would always talk about and make. And I think that the priority has been, since we got married, is to just keep on working. Yeah. And keep on making the most of the opportunities that have come our way. Just like this podcast, I'm always going to go back because this is the perfect example. Mm -hmm. After Bonizi and I got married was the time that Bonizi and I said, we are going to work on this podcast and we will not miss a beat. And if you look back at the videos of this YouTube channel, you can see that tuloy-tuloy ang pag-post namin ng episodes since the engagement Halos tuloy-tuloy. May Halos mga iilan lang. May a handful of Sundays because of certain situations. where we weren't able to post. Yes. But basically, that was the start of it all. And I'm super proud of both of us because when our family grows, who knows? Maybe we don't have as much time to put into these projects that we're making. Yeah, it's really interesting to see where our workload will go from here once we start having a family or even just you know parang ano ba ano bang classing work yung makukuha natin once we start having a family how will i function because i'm looking at instagram and all the moms naka age ko who are you know influencers mga artista and i'm like wow i can't believe that they have so much energy to be able to work to be able to take care of their family and still look great because now i'm like medyo haggard ako ngayon ha paano pa kaya pag may anak na ako and just to share a couple more stories before we end this podcast Bonizi and I would wake up at 7 a.m. 
and end our day at 11 p.m. sometimes. Mm. And we were just working non-stop. That would be 14 hours straight yeah. of work, being on the computer, shooting our own content, editing. editing it as well, coordinating with admin and our teams. So it's a crazy process, but it's an opportunity for us to have this kind of story. And later on, we can tell our kids, share it to our loved ones. And if we had a child right now then maybe we wouldn't have these kinds of stories so of course i'm just looking at the bright side of our current situation yeah. because these were the choices that we made and i think that goes the same for everybody else whenever you make a choice you can always think about the regret that that choice would give you but you can also look at the bright side and i guess bonizi and i always try to remind each other to look at the positive side of our choices because wala ka magagawa Oh, so much uh, no, reminiscing in this podcast episode. And thank you guys, by the way, for sharing with us the many instances na nakaka-relate kayo sa mga podcast topics namin. Especially the side hustle episode. I really loved reading the comments that you guys put there about your side hustles, about the stories that you had to tell and how to get there. And we love hearing from you guys. So you can put that in the comments section on how you can relate to the different decisions, hard decisions you had to make at work. Put it in the comments section or email us at behindrelationshipgoals at gmail.com. And before we end, just a reminder, malapit na tayo mag 100,000 subscribers. This is the first time I'm gonna do this. Wait. Please share this podcast and ask your friends and co-workers and everybody beside you to subscribe para finally umabot na tayo sa 100,000 subscribers on Behind Relationship Goals. But with that, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh! 300 subscribers na lang. There you go. Updated real time. Thanks for watching. I'm Fofo. And I'm Bones. And this is Hashtag Behind Relationship Calls. Bye.